Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and my preseason pick for the Bears under is still just one win away, unfortunately. Joining me as always and supporting the team on the other side of that this past weekend is Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? If uh, we're going by that game, I'm doing miserably. (laughs) But otherwise, I'm doing fine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I don't even know. Do you want to like try to dive right into that one, or yeah, yeah? Let's start with that one because honestly, I was thinking back on all the games this past weekend. It was not a very good weekend for my picks, my main picks on the website against the spread. And I was kind of going through the ones that I missed, and there are a couple, as always, that are going to be like, uh, you know, if it had gone a little bit differently this way or that way, then we probably would have cashed it instead. And that one, I was off by quite a bit since I had the Lions minus three. But I was thinking back to when we were all watching it together, and I don't know, did the Lions offense just never get out of gear? We were all very tired, obviously, wrangling (laughs) two children in the house (laughs) between the four of us. But I I don't, I still don't fully remember, I don't think, how the Lions offense struggled as much as they did. Well, they kind of kicked it into gear during the second quarter, if you remember. And they got a touchdown, like, kind of going into half. But they... I think they didn't score any points in the second half. Yeah, they scored 13 points in the second quarter, and that's all the points they scored for the entire game. (laughs) That's so bizarre. Yeah, because it it just felt like they were just like a sec, like they were going to make it happen. They had, you know, they fumbled the snap in their own end. I don't know. I don't remember all the stuff. Was that when Campbell went for it on fourth and 10 from the 35? (laughs) Yeah, that that choice was a curious one. I think they just think Riley Patterson cannot kick a field goal that is fifty yards, and it's like get a fucking kicker then. I don't I don't know what else to tell you. Like if your kicker in the NFL in two thousand twenty three is literally a college level kicker, whereas you don't even kick it from fifty plus, then I don't know what to tell you because. He was like, in the press conference, he's like, oh, you can't punt from the 35. Uh-huh. Well, I'm like, okay, <laughs> then run the fucking ball on third and 10 then. <laughs> Don't try to, you know, throw it to the sticks. And Amon Ra is fucking basically flypaper the whole game. Can't get one inch of separation. Like, what are we doing? Run the ball. You got, you're averaging over six yards of carry. What are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the other thing I remember too was I felt like the Lions were running the ball just fine. So it was another one where I was like, wait, so what what did I miss here at the way this went? So Goff has two interceptions, obviously. One of those is an arm punt, right? Your fourth yeah, and ten was... that you're talking about. So that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But you are correct. From a rushing a rushing standpoint, Jameer Gibbs goes eleven for sixty six and David Montgomery goes ten for sixty six. So maybe run the ball more. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, on the other side of that, it's like Amon Ra targeted eight times, three catches for 21 yards. Yeah. I mean, and normally he's a boss, so I'm not going to like... And same with Laporta, six targets, two catches, 23 yards. Like, there's a little bit, the elements, windy, two gloved baby hands. <laughs> Was, wasn't baby doing hands. it. It's the baby hands. <laughs> Double glove baby hands are is a no go. <laughs> That's a good point because I'm going through. I'm going through the drive summary now, right? Also, Fields did not rush for 100 yards, which is an auto win for the Bears. Right. Yeah. Or at least not an auto loss. Uh, right. Yes. Exactly. Not an auto loss. <laughs> yes. I'm going through the drive summary now for the Lions, and those passing numbers are basically emblematic of the entire offensive game for them because. A lot of these drives are a lot of plays and just not a lot of yards. Nine plays, 27 yards. Eight plays, 45 yards. 11 plays, 66 yards. 12 plays, 53 yards. 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost like the Bears played a, we're going to give you everything underneath defense, and then I guess tackled well enough to, because you're right, usually I'd say, well, you don't want to let Amon Ra catch too many underneath like that because he's going to break one. Yeah, and like, yeah, for sure. And it's like, gosh, you, you figure you can eat, you know, one target for JMO, and it's like, well, if they're just blanketing everyone, just try a shot, but I guess maybe the elements and the gloved baby hands was <laughs> too much to know, overcome. Too much to overcome. But the second half was, holy shit, just looking at these three and out, three and out, three and out, two and fumble out, downs, downs, interception, end of game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that brutal. is dog shit. That's yeah. as bad as it gets. There's what is that? It has to be zero first downs. <laughs> I think here, uh, they had the one, they had the one turnover on downs drive that they might have gotten a first down or two. Ah, yeah, 11 For the plays, most part, yeah. like 11 plays for 37 yards. What fucking efficiency. Yes, that means only one drive where you, yeah. <laughs> You got first downs. That's rough. And I mean, some of it is, you know, I saw a name playing like right, right or left guard that I have never even heard of. Yep. Because two of the backups were somehow either, either subbed out or hurt. And we, you know, I don't know. So a little bit of stunts got them. And yeah, offensive line injuries will always make things tricky. Yeah. I think Ragnar is a pretty big deal. So having him out sucks. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot more to say about that particular game. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and like people want to like kill our defense always. I'm like, did you hear what happened in the second half on the offense? Right, right. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want the defense? <laughs> like, what are they supposed to that? Like, yeah, you you ideally don't like to give up 18 points and a half, but that fumble was like on our own 30. So yeah, five. The, yeah, so the Bears score in five plays, 29 yards. Um, there was a, like gaffs on the defense as well, but some of that was like Hutchinson like audibled into a twist on that long fields touchdown, and mm-hmm. like the the scheme allows for him to do that, but the look everyone said dictated that he shouldn't have, so he made a mental error in a look that led to a long fields run. So it's just like, yeah, man, I don't I don't really know what your coordinators are supposed to do on the defense and like yeah i mean the defense isn't great but the talent deficiency versus the offensive side right like we will never ever i don't even give like we could maybe win games against like truly dog shit teams if the offense puts together a half like this but lions will never win a game if their offense looks like this this for an entire half of football yeah yeah that's very true well i'm sorry that my bet didn't quite come through yet i I still have hope that they're going to end up not winning out as you mentioned, one of the fans thought might happen last week. <laughs> yeah, it's one down, baby. It is. We've thrown together two wins in a row, so you never know what could f- happen. Was that the first time in two and a half years? It's the first time in quite some time, yes. <laughs> let's hear the schedule. Let's see what, if they can do it. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, let's take a look here. So this week we are at the Cleveland Browns, the Joe Flacco Cleveland Browns. That's an auto loss. Joe Flacco's too powerful <laughs> too in his final form. Too strong. If by some miracle they make it past them, there really is a chance because then we get the Cardinals in week 16. Old Christmas town. Eve. Old town cross town. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Domestic dispute here. Cat and I going at it. With Cardinals Bears. Christmas God Eve. Damn it. I don't want to pick the Bears, but if I do, it means that the Cards will win. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. And then if if by some miracle they've won both <laughs> oh, those John. games. This one's a buzzsaw. Don't even don't even put it on the board. This, yeah, how could you? How could you count this one amongst the ones you might win? 
the questionably qualified unanimous selection for NFC South champion Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> That's a buzzsaw. I don't see how you're getting past them. Who I think will almost certainly be playing for the division title that week, right? Because there's no <laughs> way that those three teams separate from each other between now and then. Oh, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's fun. And you round it out at Green Bay. Oh, man, that could be for a wild card if you guys managed to beat those three teams. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we're going to lose Green Bay again because that's the way things go. But I actually will be pulling for the Bears in that one. Yes, as everyone should be. Let's go ahead and talk about those Green Bay Packers next, actually, because even though the Lions lost to the Bears, a game that they should, you know, quotation marks have won as much as you can have that in a division game they didn't lose any ground they didn't lose any of their lead in the nfc north because the green bay packers lost well they did lose a little bit to the the vikings oh god i forgot about that three to zero game who put up a a stellar effort can i forget more about that three to zero game i I can't believe we watched some of it (laughs) carrie carrie really had a morbid curiosity about that one she was really rooting for that zero to zero finish i wish we had gotten to see a zero that would have been pretty great to see a zero to zero especially with the way they feel goal kickers are now it's like how do you not even get it that <laughs> yeah. far yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean who are they playing again i can't even remember vikings raiders <sighs> well they couldn't withstand the force of nick mullins so yeah once he came into the game this it was a scoring explosion <laughs> <laughs> scoring the scoring summary for this game is so sad it's just the one line <laughs> Punt, 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 interception, fumble, punt, punt, down. Like, hey, you want you want to hear what the drive summary is? Oh, please. <laughs> oh my God, the Raiders' first drive is twelve plays for twenty-seven yards. What What is happening in the NFL? That's not <laughs> a that valid thing. <laughs> okay, so punt, 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 missed field goal. Punt, punt, end of half. <laughs> Riveting. Punt, Punt, fumble, punt, 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 field goal, interception, punt, fumble. An, a- an absolute master class. <laughs> that's, that's how you In get a zero finish, everybody. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that they were like, oh, we don't know if uh, Aiden O'Connell's our starter anymore. <laughs> so, I love- all those memes from the preseason with like all the four rookies standing together and they're like, the Raiders got the best one in the class. Oh yeah, my God. Look good now, huh? DJ mm-hmm. Stroud, what a bum. <laughs> what a bum. <laughs> that, dude, that dude stinks. I do have some beef with him after this past weekend. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, a rookie's going to make, it's going to, you know, hit some yeah. stumbles. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, we both were on that game. So you're right. Somehow, somehow they did lose ground to the Minnesota Vikings who are seven and six. Yeah, it's crazy time. Unbelievable. So they're two games back of the Lions, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. And, and they played the Lions twice in the final four weeks. Are you nervous? I mean, so here's the thing. I would be, but this team is so so dog shit that if we manage to lose once, I'll be shocked. And like be like, we shouldn't go. We shouldn't win the division. If you cannot beat Nick Mullins or whatever corpse of some fucking group of five quarterback, they can... M- rustle out of a dumpster i don't i don't know man they can't run the football their wide receivers are great their tight end is good so if you know some dude that's working at a grocery store four weeks ago can beat us with a competent group of receivers then what was this team it was a pile of garbage and the whole season was a mirage 
And the way I look at the Lions after this four-game stretch, which has been just bad, is we are 4-0 and against the NFC South, and we are 5-4 and against not the most garbage division in football. <laughs> so that seems yeah. like a pretty mediocre team to me. Yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good resume to put out there. <laughs> so the Minnesota Vikings, through, what do we say, 13 games? 13 games, have played exactly one game that finished with a score score differential of more than one score they love doing that (laughs) it's just like a repeat of last year except it's evened out in terms of the winning percentage this time (laughs) oh my god okay so that's good yeah i think you're right there's no need to really be nervous because yeah if if somehow on christmas eve that's also a christmas eve game is lions vikings watch out if somehow the lions aren't able to beat that version even even the nick mullins mullins version i mean which to, to be fair is very dynamic absolutely i mean that's three <laughs> points right there <laughs> then yeah you're right there's what was the what was the point of believing in any and at any point yeah all right let's go ahead and go to some of the other really bad performances of oh, this yeah. past weekend was this the nadir of the brandon staley chargers i think we've asked this question at least twice before this season i somehow he still hasn't been fired and i think it's like the Easton stick of it all but herbert was in that game for quite a long time and they played like dog shit and the whole team is on fire. The guys in the Charger chat are like crying, essentially. They're not. They weren't. One of them covered his face for the first 35 seconds of their latest podcast, though. <laughs> when it <laughs> opened, he just had his hands over his face for like 35 seconds. That's I was like, great. Oof. That's rough times, guys. I think yeah. they were 0 for 12 on third down, which is the first time they've <laughs> oh done that god. in 40 years. Oh my god. How do you go? That's. I mean, it's impressive. When you're dealing in feats of futility for the Chargers, it, it's bad because there are quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, rough. Yeah, breaking records in that sense is pretty impressive. Yeah, there, there's, you know, everyone. I mean, you can tell the team hates Brandon Staley. Like earlier in the season, Eckler kind of, you know, was making some rumblings. And that's probably why I tried to bench him. How'd that fucking work out for them? <laughs> Who they put in? Isaiah Spiller? Oh, yeah, he looks fucking Spiller. great. Are you... Are, is this like... Are you serious? You're going to do that? The efficiency with Kelly and Spiller was so bad that it's just hilarious that you think there's any sort of... Like, what's the other option? So you mean, you mean that uh, you don't like their combined nine carries for 25 yards stat line as much as Eckler's 10 for 51? Yeah, it would seem to be... Um, <laughs> Seems like we got the answer there. And it mostly, it probably feels like spite. (laughs) Like, the offensive line is probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, like, there's probably a little edge. I mean, that's obviously a hot take. I'm sure they try to block for everybody. But it's just like... Oh man, fuck this team. This guy needs to like be put in a dumpster. Yeah, which it's kind of uh, like kind of incredible to look at that when they lose twenty four to seven to the Broncos, who were if anybody wasn't blocking in recent memory, it was the Broncos last season when they had guys accosting their quarterback on the sideline. (laughs) Yeah, they had all sorts of leaks about calisthenics on the plane, and yep, what a. What a fun time that was. Yeah, I know. I'm sure the quarterback in New York would have some tr- problems with that. <laughs> I think they asked him about it at some point, but... I guess that makes sense. He's on that podcast or the, on that show all the time, right? They yeah, gotta ask him I, something. Yeah, they gotta talk about some bullshit and yeah. like <clears throat> have a debate with Anthony Fauci <clears throat> or something. <laughs> 
So, so yes, that was a terrible performance by the Chargers. They are now five and eight. I don't think they're like truly eliminated from playoff contention yet, just because everybody's knotted up. But they're basically eliminated at this point. <laughs> you don't think Easton Stick can pull it out? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> that is correct. Oh my god! Who else do we have from last week that we feel put on a particularly depressing show? I think we we you you almost got into Packers Giants and like I kind of diverted you a little bit so I think yeah let's do the Monday night games those are so I don't know if fun is the right word but hilarious maybe is another word the cutaways that the Tommy DeVito cha- uh, fan section were very fun yeah oh did you real did you ever figure out who the guy was that one guy wearing all that the guy dressed crazy... like Run DMC yeah that's his agent. <laughs> Is it really? 100%. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I can see that. That makes sense, actually, now that I think of it. Unbelievable. I love it. I wonder if he kicked the mom out there for a little while when she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Tommy DeVito just cooking the Packers is like as funny as it gets. Yeah, that was the second best part of the game, only to me getting the the fantasy ending I needed of Jordan Love Oof. throwing a touchdown pass and then still blowing the Packers, still blowing the game. Joe Barry coming to the rescue for us and dealing the Packers the loss there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love how they're like, yeah, we just got to stop, get a stop here, just got to stop Tommy DeVito here. That's right all it takes. Down, right down the field. <laughs> That's that's what everybody says coming in to play the Giants is all all it takes is stopping Tommy DeVito, but they just can't do it. What is he three and as a starter? No, I think he got worked in one of them, but he, uh, uh. <laughs> but he is doing surprisingly well. Let's see he's here. won he's won three in a row. Yeah, he's won three in a row. So I think what I actually I don't remember. Do you remember if he started the Cowboys game? I mean, he played a whole. <laughs> he delivered a pretty good line of fourteen for twenty-seven for eighty-six yards against Ooh, the Cowboys. Yeah, it's pretty rough when Dak was twenty-six for thirty-five for four hundred and four <laughs> yards. Yeah, it's a pretty good. That's a pretty Oof. good line there. His uh, leading receiver was Daniel Bellinger. Of course, it was. Oh, belly. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, yeah, so the, the Packers scored their final touchdown there with a minute 33 left. So with a minute 33 left, Joe Barry was tasked with slowing down Tommy DeVito enough to avoid a field goal attempt. And yeah. let's see here. Who's the it's other collection like, of guys? Who's the collection of guys he's throwing to? Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Uh, Wandell Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> Wandell uh, Robinson, who I was, I was convinced was out of the NFL for at least two seasons. Yeah, yeah. It took one, two, three, five plays for them to get into <laughs> field goal range. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> That's Joe Barry for you. That's the Joe Barry we know and love. That's the one we know and love. That's right. So, yeah, talking about the Monday night games, we have the, the Packers collapse there, which is great at the end. And it wasn't just an end, end game collapse. I mean, they let the, they let the Giants sort of dictate things most of the game. On the other broadcast, we had the Dolphins going against the Titans in one of the strangest games I can remember. <laughs> yeah. For real. I I picked the Dolphins minus 14 going into that game. And my reasoning for it was that they had been beating up on bad teams all season. I don't think Will Levis is good enough to make things particularly hard on them. And the Dolphins offense wasn't doing anything. And so I had pretty much given up on that bet until the Titans appeared to tank the game entirely away by muffing a punt off a bounce in a yep. crowd of people i remember that very stupid play and giving the dolphins a very short field and then on the following possession just failing a pitch 
on a regular toss to Derrick Henry Love that resulted that. in a fumble and another touchdown. Very and all good. of a sudden, I was up 14. I was I was sitting out a push. He said, holy hell. <laughs> waiting for some Will Levis, you know, make some mistakes under pressure, get us another field goal. We're, we're covering. Here. <laughs> and instead, they give up 15 points. Yeah, the stat I saw run across the ticker was like teams that were down 14 with under three minutes previously had been 756 and 0. <laughs> so that's not good. So not great. Not great when you consider uh, the history of that. I mean, that's just a wild one. Yeah, whoever the defensive coordinator is for uh, Miami. Wait, it's we know who it is. It's Fangio. It's Big Fangio. Fangio. I was going to say. Well, <laughs> he really Fangioed himself there because... <laughs> That's the kind of shit Fangio does. We talked about what the defensive approach might have been for the Bears there, of giving up things underneath and then making good tackles to keep plays in front of you. They, The Dolphins were doing the opposite of that, for sure. <laughs> the first thing, when Tennessee got the ball back, we were like, all right, we just need, I forget I forget why we were even talking about this, but I, I think I just wanted to go to sleep. Right, yeah, we were all very tired. <laughs> I was like, I got this to be over. I was like, they just can't, you know, let up a big play here. Oh, no, this is yeah. the first one when they were down 14. And I think the first play it was to uh, DeAndre Hopkins for like 66 yards. I was like, what? How is that even possible? Yeah, how do you how do you allow that play in that situation is is beyond me. So yeah, so the two touchdown drives, the the Titans do the first one with four and a half minutes left in the game, and they go seventy five yards in just nine plays and only take up a minute fifty six of clock. But they're still in a tough spot then because they're still down by six points after they get the two point conversion with just two minutes and forty seconds left. The Dolphins promptly go three and out. And give the ball back and allow the Titans to go 64 yards in four plays. 26 seconds. (laughs) Wow. And then, yeah, I mean, not a great showing then from from Tua and Mike McDaniel to try to get into field goal range at the end either. That was pretty ugly also. Yes. Oh, man. That was a crazy one. I could not believe that. Going forward, because we'll get to this a little bit when we get into the picks, how did that game change your opinion of Miami, if at all? Well, I I don't know if it was last week or the week before where I just went on an entire like a rant about Miami and how I I hate them and I can never pick them because I don't know what they're going to do. This is a prime example of that. This reminds me so much of the game last year early in the season where they had Lamar down like 21 with like 7 minutes to go and he just shredded them and beat them. Like like I don't there's not a team that like collapses like this. I'm trying to think of another one, but I can't really like who. Yeah, I don't know that any do with while while still having the offensive consistency that the Dolphins have. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's wild. I I don't. I mean, I still hate them, but I'll probably be like <laughs> next week. I'll be like, oh. yeah. So I feel like a lot of the a lot of the sources that I listen to in terms of podcasts and articles I read and website, you know. They have pretty much written Miami in to the AFC East Championship. I think that speaks more to what people think about the teams in the AFC. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But let me let me read you the schedules that are that are remaining for both the Dolphins and the Bills, who very importantly already beat the Dolphins once this season. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins have oh, the this... Jets this week, then the Cowboys, that. the Ravens, and then the Bills in Week 18. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a gauntlet, those last three. And the Bills get to play the Cowboys, but then the Chargers and the Patriots before playing the Dolphins. Hmm. So if the Bills <laughs> beat the Chargers and the Patriots, Easton Stick and Bailey Zappi, 
and lose to the Cowboys. Let's just say that happens. Yeah, yeah. If they go two and one, the and then Miami goes one and two, then yep. that's for the division. Yep. Yeah. And while Miami has made things interesting against Buffalo, Buffalo has won quite a few of the matchups. Yep. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting wrinkle there, I think, is that, that losing that Titans game really put him in that spot, right? Because if it weren't for that, then all you had to do is take care of business against the Jets, and you're probably home free. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a wild one to lose. It really is. It really is. I, I, I was. It was a roller where I was just like, I cannot believe that I'm going to get a cover in this game even though the Dolphins offense hasn't been able to do anything. And then it swung all the way back to, wow, I really <laughs> wish I had put money on the Titans' money line. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> craziness. Absolute craziness. Oh, yeah, I don't even have that much to say. Like, the funny thing is that the the flip side of it, like, you're like, well, what does this say to you about the Titans? Like, do, is your perception God, That's a changed? good question. And the answer to me is no. <laughs> <laughs> I still think they eat shit. Like, I don't know. I find Vrabel, I, I don't. He doesn't really do anything, but I find him so weirdly annoying. I'm like, I just don't care. His shtick is like old to me, and I'm like, I hate the, I hate him now. But I, I also think that we, somehow they have so many exciting players, and they're so dull to watch. Yes, I agree with that very much. Oh, you have Hopkins and Derrick Henry. How? Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have those two guys, and your team looks like is like watching paint dry like how how can you do that Uh, it's a skill yeah they've had such a weird season i think i think you're right that it shouldn't change my perception of them too much because i feel like vrabel is a good enough head coach and we've seen this season after season where he can make a game really weird against good teams Mm -hmm. he can do enough when it comes to like individual opponent game planning that things are going to get interesting and we saw, you know, against the Chiefs in the past. This season, I thought that it had kind of been lost a little bit. I think especially when they went on their little swoon and got beat up badly by the and Bucks they, and the Jaguars. I was going to say, the Bucks beat them 20-6. to six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow, if we can't get ready for that game, then what are we doing here? But I don't know. I, I think maybe it's just a reminder, like, oh, well, that's still there for them. That, that option is still there. They can still ugly things up and make them interesting. But to your point, they're, not, they're still not a good team. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> i mean they rank 24th fair, in dvoa they are right behind my bears in dvoa so yes i mean yeah that's that's how i mean <laughs> that's so funny that like these those teams the bears and the titans just got wins like probably in top 12 teams in dvoa and they're still sitting down there in 24 right three says as much as you need to say yeah it's a good sign that maybe the win was a little bit luck based and not as much actual outplaying were there any other positive performances that you wanted to talk about from last week? I think the Cowboys, let's let's talk about the Cowboys. I know everybody does, and so it's a little annoying at this point. They really beat up on the Eagles. They made the Eagles look like the Niners made the Eagles look. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but they made them look bad. <laughs> the Niners made them look like they should question whether or not they're a professional caliber football team <laughs> through three quarter. And That's true. Dallas made them look like they had a bad day. Yeah, so to that point, because I, a lot of the people, a lot of ESPN coverage, and also my uncle Dan, who is a big Cowboys fan, are really riding high on the Cowboys now after that game and after the games that they've won leading up to it, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think they should pump the brakes a little bit, but I'm interested to see what you think. It's really hard, you know. So I think that they're a great team. I think they can definitely make it to the NFC Championship and possibly win the Super Bowl. But it's really hard for me to be like, you know, 
sirens and buzzers and being super pumped even though Dak rules and i love that he's having a great season um but san francisco they just look so crazy <laughs> and they already put them in the ground by like how much did they beat them by like 30 already 32 like yep. it's really hard for me to square those two things and i like well if it's your team and you're rooting for them i understand like being super positive and right, like right. very pleased but like man when that buzzsaw comes to town or you know you go to that place like if you're out in santa clara or whatever like damn like good luck <laughs> and like i know that's why they play the games and anything can happen like you know all your quarterbacks get hurt and no one can throw a football and then right. somehow <laughs> yeah. the eagles are in the super bowl but yeah it, it, that's the only thing i would say but other than that i mean if they weren't the big bad like death star <laughs> like if the Niners weren't then yeah I'd be like here we go (laughs) yeah I agree with that so I think like part of the thing that's interesting about that game in particular against the Eagles is the Eagles turnovers really just ruined the chances of that being a competitive game so the Cowboys get out to a 17 to 3 lead in part because of the turnovers which is already going to shift the game script a bit on the Eagles and I think I think someone had said that in their first meeting of the season, there were three fumbles and the Eagles recovered all of them. And in this one, there were three fumbles and the Cowboys recovered all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of go, okay, you know how much <laughs> those that makes a big difference in terms oh, of how the game's going to go. A huge difference. And I think it, we even saw some of those fumbles, you know, were taking place deep in Dallas territory where it's it's, you know, points off the board. So, yeah, I think congratulations to Dallas. They beat Philadelphia, which is a big deal, always going to be a big deal. And they're now truly in the running for the one seed. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go home thinking you're 20 points better than the Eagles based on that game. Well, I mean, also, the Eagles already kind of, you know, I mean, what did they win by six, I think? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're not 20 points better because you can already go back and see. Like, right. that's a team that has beaten you before. But I, I do think that they might be better, though, than yeah, the Eagles. I got to think about is. that. I think so. You might be right because the Eagles' They're defense just more, has yeah, been exactly. really bad That's lately. Exactly, their offense is kind of funky right now. But that that offense can be amazing. Can be a unit that is better than Dallas's offense. I don't know by how much. Right. Yeah, I maybe think not by a little a more. Yeah, they're a little more dynamic when they have it all humming. I mean, mostly because they don't do whatever McCarthy is doing, which sometimes I hate, but it works really well, especially when you got someone that can diagnose where to put the ball like Dak can. And I think he's, I think he's really a good quarterback. But yeah, I think Philadelphia's defense eats garbage. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard. It's go- hard. Yeah, because they got so many dudes. But if we go back through the Eagles' schedule. I would say that their sort of high point from a defensive standpoint is when they held the Dolphins to 17, mm-hmm. and that was a primetime game, yep. and it was a really good win, yep. and it was like, okay, this team is, is scary. Since then, they've given up 31 points to the Commanders, 23 points to the Cowboys in a game that Lost the Cowboys almost pushed that to 30. They only gave up 17 to the Chiefs, but A, the Chiefs aren't the same Chiefs of old, and B, if Valdez Cantley holds on to it, that's 24 points and a loss. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Then they give up 34 to the Bills, 42 to the Niners, and 33 to the Cowboys. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they figure it out on defense because I think they have, I mean, especially up front, they have a lot of dudes yep. that should be able to impact the game. And it's kind of strange that they're not able to do that in a big way for any stretch. But, you know, we'll see. It remains to be seen. Yeah, it's very strange. So. It'll be interesting to see the way that the NFC East plays out, I think. But I'm with you that, to me, the Niners are in a tier of their own. Mm -hmm. And then the Cowboys and Eagles are are rung down from them. 
Yeah. Like, I think you're hoping for an injury, right? If you're those teams. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, you know, you could get some big plays or something or, you know, but yeah, I mean, you need, you need something different. You need one of their big playmakers to not be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. What was the other positive one I wanted to talk about? Oh, oh yeah. Let's, let's talk about the Rams. The Rams, who kept the game close against the Ravens all the way at forced overtime. Yeah. Your man. former boy, Matty Staffs. What Maddie, do you think? Gosh, I had, I'm trying to remember that game. Because they ended up blowing it, didn't they? Yeah. They did a bit. Um, I mean, it was a punt return in OT. That's always rough. But, yeah, I don't know, man. They're fun. They're I, they're just always, I can't believe that they're actually good. Like, any week. And they had them. They kind of had them. Like, and I don't know. Yeah, so they, they went up by five points with 441 left. And then they went for two to try to make it a seven-point game. Whoops. Didn't get it. The Ravens scored a touchdown and took the lead by three with the two-point conversion. And then the Rams get to field goal to force overtime. I think my biggest takeaway from this one is that the Rams are both good and also really, really fun. Like, since Kieran Williams, Kyron Williams, do we even know how to pronounce his first name? We always say Kyron. I think that's what I've heard, but I don't know. All right, let's go with Kyron. Since Kyron Williams has come back, they've been (laughs) really, really fun and really, really competitive. Yes. And in this game, which the weather was pretty crappy for that game, I think they had rain and the temperature, I'm sure, wasn't great, but... The Rams put up 410 total yards, and the Ravens put up 449 total yards. <laughs> Damn. So that is, I mean, that's a really fun game to watch. And if the Rams can keep that up and be that entertaining, then I think it's reasonable to think that they are in the wild card mix, especially with the weird ways that the NFC is going. Yeah, for sure. They've, you know, when they're healthy, they have shown that, like, they're a surprising team. And it's, like, weird that it's, like... <laughs> You know, it's cool if Cooper Cup's not here, but take away Kyron Williams and this team stinks. <laughs> if Puka right. Nakua is out, this team stinks. Yeah. It's so, so random. It's so bizarre. And yeah, I mean, without the little swoon there where Matt Stafford was relieved by Brett Rippon for a moment. Woof. They've been pretty solid all season long. They only lost to the Niners by seven, which is something that not a lot of teams can say. <laughs> um, and then their other losses have come against the Eagles and I guess the Steelers. They lost uh, a seven-point game there. But after that, their losses until the Ravens won were all with Brett Rippon in there. Yeah, I think they're, yeah. Brett Rippon of the New York Jets now. Oh, that's right. I mean, we <laughs> needed him. The Jets needed him. They did. Yeah, they had to pick him up. They had to pick him up because Tim Boyle needed to be shot out of a cannon to make Hackett sweat a little bit. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on. Oh, wait, to... we, we, we would be completely remiss if we didn't talk about the Jets. Yes, that's that's fair. You're right. We've given them a hard time a lot this season, and they've already <laughs> secured the under for me, so I, I should acknowledge that they, they got came up the with the monster already. win this week. And Zach Wilson put the Texans in a fucking blender. He really did. So yeah, when we first saw the score <laughs> of this game, wild. we were like, okay, the defense probably scores a couple touchdowns or sets them up a short field or something mm-hmm. like that. Doesn't seem to be the case. Brees Hall only carried the ball 10 times for 40 yards, and Zach, he just... Put them in a blender. Carving up the D'Amico Ryan's defense. <laughs> that is so wild. 27 for 36 for 301 yards. Two touchdowns. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back if he's able to lead them into the AFC playoff chase? I really hope so. And then do you think they stick with Wilson? That would be even better. <laughs> I, I'm actually, that's, I'm rooting for that. They go to the wild, 
Zach Wilson leads him to the wild card, and there's like a who who was the then Doug Flutie like yep. who in the Bills thing? Who was that? That Rob Flutie. Johnson. They went back to Rob Johnson. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if that if that happened and they end up losing the wild card game? <laughs> no, what I was actually going to root for is that they bench Rodgers at halftime. Oh yeah, and then Zach Wilson just leads a furious <laughs> comeback against a team like like the Ravens with like a stellar defense. Throws for like 200 yards in the second half and five touchdowns. <laughs> the Jets go to a, like a Super Bowl run. There's a parade in New York. Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up because he's too embarrassed. <laughs> he retires. You're right. This might be this might be the best scenario for everybody involved. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I don't give fuck. I don't give a shit about Zach Wilson. He's like a turd in my eyes. So yeah, but sure. that's a hilarious story. That would be the best story. That's line, more. Sure. Yeah, that's more Rodgers. Uh, schadenfreuders yeah there you go (laughs) yeah i think either that or we could hope that he comes back and just tears his achilles again on the first play not that (laughs) it should be the other one the other one yes (laughs) exactly oh my god randall randall cobb had a touchdown in this game (laughs) one catch for 15 yards and a tutty I mean that's worth that's worth the pursuit of him in the off season for sure. Let's see how let's do the let's go and check out the Randall Cobb meter. This regular season <laughs> stats: four catches, thirty-five yards, baby. There you go, Randy. I mean, you you got to get him on the roster, man. You can't you can't miss that. <laughs> four fucking catches. The fuck is this guy doing here? I mean, in the defense of stocking your team with Aaron Rodgers sycophants. He also brought in Alan Lazard, who has 20 catches this season. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Is that more uh, or less catches than Tyler fucking Conklin? That's a very good question. Now I kind of want to know. Let's see. <laughs> this is the same jets team that Corey davis just retired to be off of yes he did why he he didn't have to j-e-t-s let's see 46 catches for fucking conklin this year (laughs) get the fuck out of here that's more than those two combined (laughs) fuck you aaron Rodgers, you turd burgling weirdo there's less catches than tyler conklin what are we doing? You could you could add Dalvin Cook into that that twosome also, and and Conklin still outpaces all three if of them. Dalvin Cook has more than four catches on the season. I'll throw myself off a bridge. <laughs> Dalvin Cook has fourteen. Oh! <laughs> Damn it! Well, I'm heading to the Brooklyn Bridge. That's like <laughs> what is that? Like four? Those three guys together have five more catches than fucking Tyler Conklin. No. They're still below him. <laughs> They've only got 38. Oh my God. They're eight short. <laughs> oh, Raj. Tyler Conklin has more. He almost has the same amount of catches as Delvin Cook has carries. He has 66 a, carries for 210 yards. Big hashtag, time. Hashtag super team. Ridiculous. <laughs> It's Un- oh unbelievable. It really is. It's Let's incredible. See how about this guy? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> That's that. I'm so glad we made that detour. That really made me happy. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and segue right from that into the picks for the week because the first one that I have for this week, I'm going back to the well, and you can't <laughs> stop me. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins minus nine versus the New York Jets. John, I think you need an intervention on the Dolphins. <laughs> Also, we just watched, let's see, we just watched Will Levis rip this team a new asshole, and he's 
Zach Wilson is basically a less jacked, less mayo-drinking version of this man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not sure what you expect to happen. So, so you're you're pretty sure, and again, I give you these ter- sort of terrible choices every week. <laughs> you're pretty sure that Zach Wilson is nine points better than Tim Boyle. <laughs> because Miami just dumpstered him by 21 points a couple weeks ago. Ah, uh, biscuits. Um, <laughs> I'd have to see the game script. I, dude, it's not as much me saying I love the I like I I wouldn't pick the Jets. I would just throw this game into the trash heap where it belongs. <laughs> and just that's probably a good. That's probably a good choice, honestly. <laughs> Holy shit! The last one on here is the by far the funniest. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah, that line. That's a yeah. crazy line. What are we doing? <laughs> I agree. Let's go ahead and go to that one next. I am taking the Houston Texans plus three at the Tennessee Titans. Plus three? The Titans are getting the the old school home line there. This is, these guys in Vegas think, they just think we're dumb. Dumb as rocks. For comparison's sake, the Titans are 24th in DVOA. The Texans are 14th. Unreal. That one didn't make any sense to me. I was just like, wait, why are they getting the full three points? What's, what's happening here? Yeah, dude. You... I, I, I don't really have an answer for you. You know, we can say divisional fuckery. The AFC South is a very bleak place. True. True. Maybe Vrabes has seen the, something. Who I don't fucking know. But okay. yeah. So you like that one? I love that one. That one. <laughs> okay. Texans are going to win that outright. What are we talking what are we talking about here? <laughs> okay, good. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah money line is really the way to go on that. <laughs> Seriously, I mean seriously though. All right, how about the Rams at home minus six and a half against the Washington Commanders? God, Commanders have ha- they have to phone the rest of their season in, right? They've got to give up at some point, I would think. What happened to them last week? Didn't they get dumpstered by someone? Last week, well, they had a bye last week, but the week before they lost by thirty to the Dolphins. Wait, what? A week fourteen bye? Yep. Oof. Whoops. Yeah, you can tell how exciting they are because nobody remembered it. <laughs> I was like, I just assumed they got dumpstered by somebody. <laughs> yeah, so in their last three games, they've lost by 30 to the Dolphins, 35 to the Cowboys, and 12 to the Tommy DeVito Giants. <laughs> Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> And of course, the other the other side of this that I'm thinking of is Matthew Stafford's on a heater right now, and this is the Washington team that before they dealt away two of their best defensive pieces, gave up 40 points to the Bears <laughs> on that beautiful primetime game. Oh yeah, the D- DJ Moore scoreathon. Yep. yep. So something tells me that the Rams are going to be putting up points in this one. I think so. I'm scared they're coming off a bye, but yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, and like the Rams defense scares me a little bit. I'm a little put off by that. But it's like what you've said is that, you know, Stafford's kind of taking care of these dumpster teams if he's on the field and everyone's healthy, and it seems like everyone is. So Yeah, I was happy to see that the line wasn't a full seven was pretty much where I was going. I was like, they're yeah. at home. It's not a full seven. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I like it. All right, so the other one I have is the 49ers minus 13 and a half at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, John, John, whatever. I, you just you just don't pick against that demon fucking <laughs> franchise. So they'll rip your fucking heart out. <laughs> they crush you when they get the chance, right? They'll do whatever fucking black magic they have to do down in the fucking <laughs> desert. Fucking eat their peyote or fucking drop acid. I don't know what the fuck they do. The Burning Man bullshit that they do. It's 155 degrees. I'm done. I'm out on them. 
They fucking they there's some something in the air. They're coming off a bye, and of course the week before that they torched Pittsburgh twenty four to ten. Yeah, I mean, are the Cardinals gonna win this game outright? I'm probably gonna put some money on it, and then they'll lose by a hundred and fifty. <laughs> so that's I mean, I'll put five bucks on it for you, and then you'll Thank cover. You. You'll cover for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, let's let's look at a few of the alternate lines. It sends you don't like the Dolphins Jets one. Real quick. Let's go I through mean, a few of the other ones. I don't I also I don't like that. I want to be on record saying I do not like that 49ers Cardinals line. Okay, don't like going against the cards. I'm gonna keep that one just because I believe in the 49ers just dumpstering everybody some, this year. Oh, I see some good ones. But what are are there some in particular that you like oh, a lot? Jeez. Do you oh. like Tommy DeVito getting six points in New Orleans? Oh, I kind of do oh, I, six seems one, like a lot to me. It does. It does. That seems like quite a bit. My eyes um, oof. I don't know. My eyes don't see anything. The only game that seems fun from a betting perspective to me was uh the questionably qualified. Ah. Unanimous selection. No. Minus three against the Panthers. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've home line. mostly Wait, been... Wait, no, it's a reverse line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, I've mostly been living on bet against the Panthers this season. <laughs> yeah, but it's the Falcons. They think... Actually, the, the line I like is Cowboys. Are you on the Cowboys side of that one? Cowboys plus two. Yes. Ah, interesting. I I think they're a better team. I think most basic things make me want to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But between my hatred for Mike McCarthy, uh, he sucks. He's he's bad, holding them back. And the fact that I could see like a classic classic Cowboys letdown game here, where you're like, oh man, the Cowboys are rolling. They are they are in the money. This is happening, and That's they true. go into Buffalo, and... and then Sean McDermott rallies his team like a bunch <laughs> of literal terrorists to burn down Dallas's hopes and dreams. <laughs> is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. The right I'm motivational speech at the right time. So mad. I looked at that article last week right before we potted and I wanted to bring it up and I just I missed. My brain didn't ever go there. What a fucking maniac. He's and a lunatic. How on earth have we not heard this before? Yeah, true. Cause that was like twenty nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe Aaron Rodgers should have gone to the Bills. I mean, I guess they wouldn't have taken him because they have Josh Allen there, but it seems like they keep a nice, nice tight lips around that organization. Yeah, I mean, I all I want to see is a Seahawks-Bills Super Bowl where we have a 9-11 truther and a 9-11 terrorist <laughs> sympathizer going head-to-head. And I just want them to debate, to debate whether or not Jeff Yule can melt steel beams. Yeah, I mean, how would that even work, right? Because in theory, <laughs> Pete Carroll's stance would nullify Sean McDermott's motivational tactics because I, that's the saying. terrorists didn't even do anything. No, I mean, and exactly. Then Sean, McVay, <laughs> Sean McDermott would have to parry to the alternate defenses. How did the United States government fool everybody to thinking that 9-11 was real? And uh, what I would say is they... They had a common vision. They had really good communication. <laughs> they also subverted um, history forever. And it takes a lot of teamwork and dedication and communication to do that. <laughs> fucking psychopaths. Is there a normal NFL coach? Can, can we fucking find oh, a man. single one? I don't think so. Because I don't think there literally is. Mike McDaniel's like the most normal one. And he's the yeah. weirdest fucking person. And he's on a Earth. weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a really good question. I don't know if there is one. I'm trying to think of a single one. Because it's 25 per- 25% of them are just like football, young guy football robots. Right. That like right. dress vaguely good and just are, 
you would you couldn't sit and talk to them for th- more than 30 minutes about anything other than like the you know the history of the nfl without wanting yeah. to shoot yourself yeah sorry as i'm getting off topic <laughs> it's okay i think it's pretty reasonable bill belichick seems like a real cool guy to talk to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't think that would be a lot of fun. I saw some people being like, he was on game day and seemed like really human. I'm like, he's um, auditioning for another job, you freaks. <laughs> he will always get a little credit for me for just having his dog on the draft camera, though. That was that was I one good like, move that he made. I did like that. All right, so what do you think? Am I am I changing Dolphins minus nine to Giants plus six? <laughs> That's the one he went with? I mean... Oh, man. I, you got East and just, Stick. You got... Uh, I hate that Whatever game. the Falcons are. I hate yeah. that one. <laughs> I kind of like Kansas City minus seven and a half at New England. That one's down to seven and a half. Yeah. yeah it, it's going down? I saw it at nine. <laughs> uh, some... <laughs> I like Kansas City minus seven and a half for sure. Uh, I love that. That's a great okay. line to me. Let's do that instead. I kind of like Pittsburgh getting points at Indianapolis. I do too. That's the way I'm going with that pick, but it's also Mitchie Biscuits. Oh, fuck. I hate that pick, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the I like same. The Colts. <laughs> I, I rode the same roller coaster where I was like, Steelers, it's <laughs> underdogs. It's Kenny back. <laughs> it's like, oh, Mitchie how Biscuits. is Kenny such a market upgrade from him? <laughs> he, how bad can he be? Where the fuck is where the fuck is the guy that got bopped? He's better than Biscuits. <laughs> Where's oh, old Mister Boppy? <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Mason, yeah, Mason back in the show. Mason Rudolph, and they had Duck Hodges, too. Right? Oh, but a fucking Devlin Hodges is better than this <laughs> bag of bones. <laughs> I mean, Mitch's tweet game, don't get me wrong, is strong. Right, strongest tweet game in the, in the league. But, I mean, I like the big bopper. I'll take him all day. <laughs> Over biscuits. Yeah, yeah, so I'm staying away. I'm staying away from games in which Mitch Trubisky is involved. Yeah, man. You know... <laughs> You don't like the, you don't like what's, I forget this kid's name. You don't like the Bengals getting a standard line Jake Browning. against the Vikings. Yeah. I found that one a little insulting. I also think that the Vikings uh, blitz heavy scheme is going to have Browning come back to earth. I, thought, I saw a stat that think I think got- Jake Browning led the league with Yak last, last week. Oh, okay. And I was so, like, ah, that, makes that, a little that more starts sense. to explain it. Yeah, but I mean, the dudes he's throwing to are, you yeah, know. They're beasts. All right, buddy. Well, I think I think that does it. We'll we'll swap out the Jets Dolphins one. We'll go Chiefs minus seven and a half. I like that a lot more too. It wasn't nine. I still liked it then, but you know, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe I should jump off the Dolphins for a minute. Or maybe just not. Catch my I, breath. Don't, I don't know, dude. You never know. Looks like Arizona line is down to twelve and a half because everyone else has seen the black magic in, in practice. <laughs> they're all they're all wise to the ruse. Lines are at minus four. Ever, uh, what I love about this is I've been listening to all the press conferences and these guys all used to work like uh, the Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn and uh, Alex Anzalone was coached by Sean Payton and those two worked for Sean Payton and the first things out of their mouth is like he's gonna try to come in here and beat us by fifty and they were like <laughs> they thought it was funny because he's like oh you know and I'm like. Sounds like a real fucking cool guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Sounds like, like he sounds great. <laughs> but, but it's like, uh, hopefully, you know, well, we put we put New Orleans down. So hopefully we can do the same to, to the Broncos. We'll see. A, a Saturday night game, guys. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Saturday football's here. Good times. Yeah. Everyone is asking Jared Goff if it reminded him of Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I really loved it when I went 1-12. My freshman year, Al, it was a good time. So much fun. <laughs> oh boy! 
All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much for jumping on. Looking forward to talking about the games this weekend. And yeah, you know, put that put that little little dalliance there on the Cardinals money line just to help me out. Will do. Cowboys plus two is a lot my lock. All right. <laughs> Catch you later, buddy. See ya.